I don't know people that do really well or find the secret to their success by floating around to eight different trainers uh, to get the results they have. Usually one is all you need. And if you, as long as you follow their advice, boom, they'll take you all the way to the finish line. And so that's what happened to me. You know, the promise was that if you uh, go through these trainings and you implement everything you learn, the first step is you're going to learn how to become, to become financially free, as in you don't need to work anymore. So that's what I did. I got to the point where I was financially free, didn't need to work anymore. Then the second thing, uh, the second step is becoming a millionaire plus. Well, I realized that makes a lot of sense. Once you don't have to worry about working, then you've got all the time and energy and effort in the world without the stress to be able to grow that so that now the money you're making uh, is seven figures or more. With no limitations, what does your perfect day look like? What if it's possible to live like that every day? Would you wake up after 9am, have perfect health, maybe fire your boss, have the money and freedom to do what you love most? The world is your oyster. Where would you be? Who would you be with? The possibilities are endless. Whether you believe it's possible for you or not, you can make more, work less and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler and adventurer, Bryce Robertson and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle. Welcome back to Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And today, my friends, we have a very special guest, Mr. Thomas Tadlock. And before I introduce Thomas, for any of you watching this right now, let me ask you a serious and important question. Do you live the freedom trinity of financial time and location freedom? Do you truly live in fulfillment with balance and maintaining growth in financial wealth, health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun? If you answered no to either or both of these questions, then do yourself a favor and subscribe to this channel now, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, and take control of your freedom. If you are listening to this right now, or if you're watching this right now, you totally deserve to live free and live in fulfillment. So do yourself a solid, subscribe now and take control of your freedom. Why? Because you downright bloody deserve it. For those of you listening for the first time, welcome to Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. Thanks for joining us and you will not be disappointed. And for my freedom hackers coming back again, thanks for coming back. Today, my friends, we have a very special guest, Mr. Thomas Tadlock. Thomas has become a successful investor in, in building businesses. In two years, he went from broke to financially free, retiring at the age of 36. He became a millionaire at 40 and a multimillionaire at 42. Thomas is a best-selling author, media personality, and worldwide celebrity in his industry. He is one of the top trainers in the country and has trained thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs all over the world to become financially free and create passive income. He has shared the stage with business celebrities like Gary Vee, Kevin O'Leary, Kevin Harrington, Robert Haverjack from Shark Tank, Robert Allen, Dean Grazioski, and Tony Robbins many times. And what I really like about Thomas is he's an 
all out, 100% top effort kind of guy. Every time I see him, he's just going all out and showing up in his best self. And I just totally love that high energy, high enthusiasm, always giving his best shot. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us here today, Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Heck yeah, Bryce. The pleasure is all mine. Thanks so much for having me. And it's great to see you again. It's been a long time. I'd say it's been too long since the uh, last time we caught up a little bit. It has been, man. It has been. Uh, great to have you here. And I've got to know, I've got to go here first. What's given you the most gratitude today, brother? My wife and I talk about it all the time. So a lot of people right now are suffering. We've had COVID rip through the entire world since uh, early March. And Brooke and I have been looking at each other going, I, I don't know how we got this lucky. Maybe it's through our hard work, but there's definitely a lot of luck in it because our businesses have been thriving despite being locked down. Um, Texas got hit really, really hard. We're one of the hardest hit areas in our country, in the United States. And despite that, despite being locked down, not going anywhere, we're still doing fantastic uh, we're thriving from a business standpoint. It's amazing. And uh, we've also been able to find lots and lots of joy and learn some really cool activities despite all of that. So I'm really, really grateful that I'm safe. My family is healthy and safe. We're able to use distance learning and we're not struggling financially one iota. That's, that's awesome. You know, and I think these lockdowns have been an opportunity to shine a flashlight on ourselves and go, do we love where we live? Do we love the relationships we're in? You know, do we, you know, is it an opportunity for us to make a shift and, and change our trajectory? And, uh, and talking about being locked down, um, let's wind the clock back a little bit uh, to, to you when you were living in Long Beach in your 300 square foot apartment with your wife, Brooke, and you guys were flat broke. What did life look, smell, and taste like back then for you guys? Now, you must have saw a post that I put up on Facebook where I was showing a picture of my living room, which also happened to be our dining room and also happened to be our kitchen all at the same time. And it was also the cat's toilet because I was sitting on a couch and right next to it, just because our apartment was so small, I think it was actually under 300 square feet. When I look back at it, it's really, it was really cramped. Uh, we had to put the cat's litter box next to our couch in the living room. And it was, it was bad. So, so when I think back and my wife and I, we do this very often. It's a common practice for us because this is what puts us in a gratitude. We always play that trip. We always walk down that trip down memory lane and we ask ourselves, do you remember when we had this tiny little apartment and here we are in our lavish luxury home. We have multiple luxury homes that we have the, the, the pleasure and the uh, luxury of being able to go in between. And we just look at ourselves and we realize like, gosh, we were, you know, we were just absolutely thrilled back then. And to have all this now is just, it's unbelievable. This is all, it's just, it's so amazing that we have all this, but we were also grateful even back then when we lived in that tiny little shack in Long Beach. And we didn't live there for a long time. We did upgrade from a 200 or 300 square foot apartment to a 400 square foot apartment. <laughs> it was, it was a, a little better. We got to put the cat litter box uh, in a different area of the living room, not next to the couch. It was still in the living room, unfortunately, though. It was, in fact, it was, it was so bad that I had to 
install a window shade from the ceiling to just to block the view of the litter box. So that way we wouldn't have to see the cat doing his business, but we could smell it. Eventually we worked our way up to not having to do that anymore. But it, you know, it's amazing because I look back at it and I realize what a long way I've come. And from that, I always keep my memories of the past fresh because I've always found that's where my learning really comes. I look back at what I really learned by analyzing my mindset back then, the things that I held true back then versus now. And in those little spaces is where I found my biggest lessons. And so going from then to now, one lesson that I've always, always carried with us is definitely the practice of gratitude, that it's hard to appreciate anything until we look back at what we used to have. So that's been a practice that my wife and I, we, we do it on a weekly basis, a couple times a week. We always constantly remind ourselves, do you remember when it was like that? Do you remember when we lived in a tiny little shack? Do you remember when we didn't have enough money to even buy the expensive salad dressing that you eat today? We could, and, the difference and so between guys, $2 and $7 was a huge deal for us back then. Yeah. Wow. And so you guys are like literally like carving time out to sit down and just reflect and just go, Hey, let's it's, just like, it's a fun thing for us to do. You know, so one of our favorite things to do in this house that we're living in right now is, so we're locked down. So we, we have, um, we have a lot of properties. So real estate investing is one of the things that I do. Mm -hmm. And one of the properties that I had in my por portfolio had a beautiful pool, but we never thought of living there because well, frankly, we loved the house that we were living in, but we thought, gosh, if we're going to be locked down for the summer, then I want to live in a place that's, that has a pool. And we were about this close to just building a pool in the house that we had. But we thought, you know what, why go through the effort? We've already got a house that is beautiful and already has a pool. So let's go ahead and do that. So we love to sit in the spa at night and mm -hmm. it's just natural. We don't, we don't plan it. It just comes up because we're in such a great mood. We just start remembering all the things that we're grateful for. I said, babe, do you remember way back in the day, we just, we've always, how we've always dreamed to be in a house that has a pool. Do you remember way back in the day, we were just obsessed with having more than two bedrooms, you know? And so that, that's, uh, that, that's what it's like. And you experience gratitude and that's something you had from the start and something you've been practicing all along. And, and you were just talking about having a dream. Have you implemented uh, visualization as part of, of you driving you towards your success? I did. I did. It was, you know, my journey really got its start when I started doing those success seminars. I went to my first success seminar and I signed up for the big package of all the courses, you know, spent uh, more, it was like five figures worth of courses. And uh, I went through all of them. And in those courses and programs, they made us all do vision boards and visualizations and meditating on uh, what, it, what we wanted and constantly having us keep in the forefront of our mind what the goal was for our financial future, you know, not just like the numbers in the bank, but like the lifestyle that we wanted to eventually live. And so I got in the habit of constantly obsessing 
over the lifestyle that I was going for by mm -hmm. being more successful and creating businesses and learning how to invest. I was constantly obsessing over driving really cool cars, living in beautiful, big luxury houses, being able to take vacations constantly. That was just running through my mind. And every time we achieved that, oh, my wife and I are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And yeah. we would have, I mean, that would be content for us to continually ruminate on for years on end you remember when we wished we could have it and now we have it it's like the coolest little thing for us that is awesome and you really are living the dream man and so can you walk us through that path of you from going from the 300 square foot apartment to financial freedom how did you achieve that and you achieved that in like two years yeah i was financially free in two years after i really started getting serious about it so Prior, prior to taking courses on how to build a business correctly or how to invest, prior to that, I just winged it. I, I didn't have any formal training. I read a few books, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just thought that, you know, if you just, if you do a really good job, I thought that was really what it was all about because that's the way I was trained in, in college and school is if you just do a really good job, you're going to get paid a lot of money. I, I thought I did a really good job. I was a personal trainer at the time and I did a really good job with my clients, but I still barely made like $65,000 a year. <laughs> That's working really, really hard and doing a really good job. And even when I started my own business, I went from being a personal trainer working for a gym to starting my own boot camp business. I was still failing miserably. I was barely able to make rent, much less a profit. So when I started going and learning this stuff, like taking courses, uh, the things that I learned first was getting my mindset straight. That was the first thing that I learned how to do was number one, to take responsibility for all the actions that uh, I had taken my entire life that led me to not being as successful as I wanted to be. And I always blamed all the other factors, the market, the people, the clients and all that stuff. Well, the first thing I did was I turned that around and Instead of blaming everything outside of me, I blamed myself and I realized how powerful that was because if it's my fault, then I also have the power to change that. If it wasn't my fault, if it was external factors, well then, you know, I'm just kind of screwed and that's not very empowering because that means that there's nothing I could do about it. So once I turned it on me, this was everything that I have today as a result of my actions, my decisions then I realized I can change those decisions and actions and then get something totally different. That's where it started. So then I went into full student mode, like studying how to really run and operate a successful business, how to even start a business in the first place, like choosing the right way to build a business in the first place, um, learning how to do marketing. I didn't know how to do marketing the right way. Uh, learning how to show and describe and present value. Didn't know how to do that. I just thought, hey, I'm a personal trainer. So I thought it's obvious. Don't you know what the value is? I'm a personal trainer. So I'm, you know, I can help you get the body of your dreams. Uh, I learned how to close sales. I didn't know you had to learn how to do that. I didn't know that was a skill. I thought it was if you have a great product and you do a good job at it, then people just automatically want to give you money. Well, not quite. You gotta, there's a few steps that you have to take to help people convert their wants and desires into a business transaction that gets them what they want, you get paid for it. And then also investing. I didn't know how to invest. In fact, my, my previous attempts at investing had resulted in me losing a ton of money. Oh man, I used to get you know stock tips and uh, the stock tips that I took way back then ended up uh, making me lose about $90,000. <laughs> 
<laughs> I invested in Sirius XM satellite way back in the day when it was like fifteen dollars, and then it dropped down to about two. Yeah, it was a bad decision. And then I did the I did the really uh, good thing is I sold when it was a two before it rebounded up. Anyway, didn't know what the heck I was doing, so went through, spent two years just really learning uh, the best information I could from the best people. One thing I learned was that I get way better advice when I am learning from somebody who is actually doing what they're learning. So for example, if I'm gonna learn how to be a multi-million dollar real estate investor, well, the person I'm learning from better have made millions of dollars in real estate. So I learned that was, that was really important because before that I was just, getting tips from friends that have never invested in their entire lives. Uh, same with business. If I'm gonna learn how to create a seven-figure business, I better be learning from somebody who has created seven-figure businesses and continues to do that. So mm -hmm. that was a huge, huge um, advantage that I had. So I'm going through all these courses, learning from these people that have done what they're gonna hopefully help me do, and that was it. Because then it was just a matter of me copying what they were doing and just doing uh, what they were saying. And when I did that, I implemented everything. Oh my goodness. So one, I took my failing bootcamp business from uh, not even making a profit to becoming the largest indoor fitness bootcamp in Orange County, California. I went from having only 14 members. So get this price. When I, here I am hustling as hard as I could. The way, the best way I thought, the most I could get was 14 people to join my bootcamp. And it was around $75 per month. So that's not a lot of money. It was costing me over $1,000 a month. Right? You were hustling to get like 14 people to get Yeah, right? I was hustling the way I thought I was supposed to hustle, you know, yeah. which was just not working. I was just, uh, I was turning people off. I was not really communicating in a way that they needed to, to see the value of my services and all that. Anyway, I fixed all of that. I got my, my, my marketing correct, I got my closing uh, of sales correct, and then I went from having 14 people in my boot camp to over 1,500. I expanded wow. from one location to four locations. And then eventually I sold all of that because right around that time I started learning how to invest. I was learning how to invest in real estate, learning how to invest in the stock market, and I was creating passive income streams as kind of little side spinoffs of my bootcamp business. I was creating fitness content online and courses and programs people were buying. And I thought, gosh, you know, I could just sell the bootcamp business and not even have to worry about a physical entity anymore because, you know, uh, I had other trainers working for me. I had multiple locations, but you know what? When things really go wrong, well, guess what? I'm going to have to step in. So that made it a little hard for me to enjoy traveling, which at that point I was experiencing the luxury. I was actually traveling, but I was a little bit nervous because if, you know, someone got seriously hurt or let's say a building burned down, you know, I'd have to fly back and end the vacation. So I didn't want that stress. And I realized I didn't even need that stress anymore because I could just sell the boot camp, take that money and just pour that money into real estate or building another business or income stream. And then it just replaces the stream that the bootcamp was giving me. And then I could be totally, totally, 100% financially free and not have to worry about being anywhere or having a physical location. And that, and, and these trainings that you're speaking about literally changed your life. And I, I can totally 
Um, I'm hearing you and I'm feeling you at a granular level on that because I literally went through these trainings myself at peak potentials and then later called new peaks. That's where we um, met. It's, it, that's where we met. And, and this literally changed my trajectory. I had a little bit of a different story, but it kind of goes the same way. Went through the trainings, did it for two years, totally knuckled down. It absolutely changed my life. It built me, I was like a little boy and then it built me up into like a big man. And then straight after that, I ended up getting my first mobile mobile home park fast forward two and a half year later financially free and it was literally because of the trainings that i did with peak potentials and new peaks and it was just absolutely phenomenal and i actually can't recommend that enough you know it, it all started at the millionaire mind intensive where i went there for three days and just didn't know how much junk i had in my head about yeah you know, the, the wrong financial mindset and all of these things that were holding me back. And I just, right. I, I really cannot thank those trainings enough. And it, it's just propelled you up so much um, that you actually fast forward yourself and then ended up speaking on stage um, for peak potentials. And then, and now you're speaking on stage with Tony Robbins and, and all of these guys. I mean, what was that experience like for you? First of all, I never, I never saw myself doing that. But when I look back at it, it makes sense because I became a poster child for their education system. So I was a rags to riches story and I owed it all to the information and their education. So uh, people ask me, hey, so what are all the different courses and programs that you did? And when they say that, they start referring to other people. Have you ever done Bob, Bob Proctor? Have you ever done Robert Allen's training or this? And I honestly don't even know who half those people were. I'm like, no, dude, I just did one thing. Yeah. I signed up with one company. I did all of their courses. I just poured all my heart and attention and energy into that and it worked. Uh, I mean, that's usually how it works. I mean, coming from a personal training background, uh, you don't, I mean, I, I don't know people that do really well or find the secret to their success by floating around to eight different trainers uh, to get the results they have. Usually one is all you need. And if you, as long as you follow their advice, boom, they'll take you all the way to the finish line. And so that's what happened to me. You know, the promise was that if you uh, go through these trainings and you implement everything you learn, the first step is you're going to learn how to become, to become financially free, as in you don't need to work anymore. So that's what I did. I got to the point where I was financially free, didn't need to work anymore. Then the second thing, uh, the second step is becoming a millionaire plus. Well, I realized that makes a lot of sense. Once you don't have to worry about working, then you've got all the time and energy and effort in the world without the stress to be able to grow that so that now the money you're making uh, is seven figures or more. So how I came about training the company was once I got to around financial freedom, I was pretty darn close. At that point, they, the trainers were asking uh, if I could like volunteer as an assistant trainer. Uh, there was an opportunity that came up where one day, one of the assistant trainers, and that's the person that basically gets everybody's energy all pumped up and, when, and, and then gets the crowd ready for the main trainer to do the training. And one day, the guy that was supposed to do that bailed like at the last second. And this was for an event that was in, Cal in California, Southern California. Mm -hmm. So I got a call from a trainer saying, hey, listen, uh, Thomas, you're the only person I know in the area. Uh, and I know you've never done this before, but you know, would you be willing to help me out? Because I could really use an assistant trainer. I'll walk you through the steps and whatever. I said, dude, you don't even have to ask. I'm there. So I went down to San Diego, California, showed up. 
um, and said, what do you need me to do? And he told me, get up on stage, get him pumped up, so on and so forth. Anyway, I did all of that. Luckily, not everybody walked out of the room. And at the end of it, I realized <laughs> I had so much fun. I said, hey, listen, if you ever need me to do this for you again, I'm more than happy to. I did it for free. As, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, and it was a volunteer position. I said, dude, any way I can give back, I'm so grateful. I'll be more than happy to. So they said, well, that's fantastic because we have an event coming up in Arizona in three weeks and I'd love to know if you could do it. And so I said, yeah, of course. Um, and so I go to Arizona, I do the same thing. I'm having a blast on stage. And that's where the founder of the company was, just happened to be there that day. And he pulls me aside. He said, hey, would you ever be interested in teaching this? And now I was kind of starstruck. And, and you're talking about T. Well, Harbecker, right? What's that? You're talking about T. Harbecker. I am. I am. Yeah. yeah. Before I realized what he was asking me, I mean, I already said yes. And he said, okay, great. I would love for you to continue doing this. Now he asked, are you financially free yet? And at the time, I was maybe about five or six months away from okay. being financially free. And I said, not yet. He said, okay. No problem. You continue doing the assistant training work. And once you're financially free, then we can start talking about having you lead these trainings. So I became financially free uh, in less than a year from that time. And in, um, I continued to be an assistant trainer. And then in 2014, I led my first training. And from there, uh, I kept training and teaching the Millionaire Mind Intensive and a lot of the other back-end courses um, from a really cool place in my heart because I had taken all of those courses mm. and I had implemented the information from it into my businesses. And so I was able to really kind of show people exactly how I did it, what the information I learned was, how I implemented it, and then be able to kind of give that to the audience. That's amazing. And it's literally life-changing work. You know that. And that's why you can come from a place of like, you know, authenticity up on the stage. And uh, so what's happening right now with, with all of these courses? Is, is everything sort of on standby? You're, you're, uh, your guess is as good as mine. I, I, I haven't trained since the uh, end of 2019. I was a guest speaker at an investment course called Never Work Again. I taught people. It was awesome. I got to teach people how to identify and call the bear market three months before it happened and yeah. exactly how to position themselves and win in the stock market. And that was the last training that I did ever since the lockdown. I am not aware of any events that have yeah. happened. And frankly, I can't imagine how you could put an event back together right now. Yeah. It's a, it's a serious problem. People are still getting sick. It's a highly contagious disease and it spreads through the air and it's just too risky to throw a group of people into a room and you can keep them as far apart as you want but it's still very very risky to do that so until yeah. this covid situation is truly under control I, I just don't see live seminars really coming back in full force like mm -hmm. they were before covid yeah yeah, we'll have to keep our finger on the pulse of that one. And, you know, on the topic of health, I know you and Brooke have an absolutely amazing story about lupus. Can you share that with us? Can you unpack that? Sure, absolutely. Before going down this journey of learning how to be a business person or an investor, I fell in love with a woman and I met Brooke 
And it was just an instant connection. We fell deeply in love. Within weeks, we were like, let's talk about getting married. And when that conversation came up, and it only took three weeks for that conversation to come up, um, we were so madly in love with each other. And we said, like, we don't want this to end. And she had to break something to me that she hadn't revealed before. She said that, um, I, I want you before you ask me to marry you, I want you to really consider something. I have a disease and it's a deadly disease. It's called lupus. And I've never heard of lupus before. And she explained it to me. She said, it means that I'm probably going to get very sick in less than 10 years. And I'm going to start really becoming physically debilitated. You're going to have to care for me. You're going to have to wheel me around. You're, and uh, I'm, it's not going to be a very long life that I'm going to live. I'm not going to be able to bear your children. Um, I'm not going to be able to go out in the sun uh, because lupus is a very, very debilitating disease. It kills people usually when they get pregnant and it starts attacking uh, their internal organs. Uh, it's a disease where the immune system is so confused that it doesn't know the difference between a bacteria and your own kidneys. And so it just starts attacking you from the inside. Your own immune system betrays you. And that's okay. how it works. And there's no known cure for it. And it just, it broke my heart into a thousand pieces because I just thought, what kind of a sick joke is this? I just, I finally meet the, the person, my soulmate, the one person that makes me feel so alive. And now I'm learning that I'm not going to be able to spend more than five, six, seven good years with her. And then after that, it's just going to be a downhill uh, experience until she's dead. But I said, you know, screw it. If it's going to be a short life, it's going to be the best damn life you've ever had. I'd rather live a short life with you than a lifetime with anybody else. So then she said, all right, well, great. Let's get married. So she was on the path. Uh, at the time, she was becoming a medical doctor. She was finishing up medical school. And the reason was that if she's going to go out, she's going to try to save as many lives as she possibly can, which just, I mean, it just... Wow. That, that touched my heart so much. I said, I'm going to do everything I can to support you in that. And she always said that she never, she always dreamed of wearing the white coat as a medical doctor, but she never dreamed of wearing a white dress. And so I helped her make that come true. And she said, great, if we're going to, if we're going to get married, uh, we're going to, we're going to do it right. She goes, since it's going to be great, a lot of pictures, I want to look as best as I possibly can. Now, I was a personal trainer at the time and I was working with a lot of a lot of clients helping them transform themselves. And I got lucky. I got a couple gigs where I was training people that were on TV and MTV. And my job was to get them in super sick shape in a very short period of time. So she's like, I want that. I want what you do to those clients that want to get a six pack in three weeks. I said, all right, well, you married the right guy. I can help you do that. So I put her on my normal get ripped quick program. I had her working out like one to two hours a day. I had her eating a very specific diet. Now, the, cool, the interesting thing was I had to change my diet because what I was having people do back then is very similar to what paleo is now. It was lots of free range meat and super low carbohydrates, lots of high raw fresh vegetables and high omega threes and high water. That's basically what a perfect paleo diet looks like. Combine that with CrossFit and you're wrecked, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I had her do, but she was a vegetarian. So I couldn't do the meat with her. So I was like, damn, okay, well, uh, let's just swap out all of the meat for um, vegan food, like tofu and soybeans. 
so and were you eating we meat at the time? Were you, were you still eating oh, meat? Oh, yeah, I was eating tons of meat. Absolutely. Yeah, I okay. never heard of vegan at the time. I never, yeah. This was the first vegetarian I'd ever dated. So, uh, but I didn't know how to get a person like that ripped. So I thought, all right, well, let me just put her on my normal protocol and just swap out the vegan, the non vegan stuff with vegan stuff. So, got rid of the meat, switched her to tofu, soybeans, uh, got rid of the fish oil, switched to like flax seeds and chia seeds. And did you have confidence in that at the time? Because What's like, you, did you have confidence in that at the time? Switching no, that out? I had no out? idea what was going to happen. I had yeah. no idea and realize I was only helping her do that to help her get ripped. So mm -hmm. I had no idea it was going to do anything to her disease. I thought okay. that's just a disease you have. And, but in the meantime, we can at least maybe look good. Okay. So I put her on a diet. She's eating soybean and tofu for her protein. And she's uh, eating like uh, flax seeds and flaxseed oil and chia mm -hmm. seeds for her omega-3s and water, of course. And she was working out one to two hours a day. And holy crap, in like 90 days, she went from a size 10, 11 down to a size two. She looked mm -hmm. insane for the wedding. She said it is the hottest, most ripped and lean and toned she's ever looked in her entire life. And we took amazing wedding pictures. And we were by waterfall. She was in her bathing suit. I mean, it was just spectacular. So when we get back to start our life together, we had moved from Pennsylvania to California. So she has a new doctor. So her doctor needs to do a full checkup on her and check up, you know, pull her blood labs to see how bad is the lupus. And when she got her blood work done, something miraculous happened. The blood work showed absolutely negative for lupus. Now this is unheard of. This is medically supposedly impossible. So the doctor concluded that the lab must have messed up and got your blood switched with somebody else's. Like, this is obviously not your result because you're yeah. a lupus patient and lupus patients only get worse, right? So they ordered her to do it again. And so she did. And a month later, she gets the results back. And holy crap, not only is it still no sign of lupus, but it's showing that she's getting even healthier, like her blood pressure is getting even better. And it's just like, what the hell's going on? So this is amazing. At this point, we never thought that we created a cure for lupus or anything like that. In fact, we thought our diet had nothing to do with this. We just thought that she's just really lucky. I mean, we've heard of stories where lupus goes into remission, but it's actually never been the case where you see the blood work totally clear. We, we're thinking, all right, something's still got to be wrong or off. Now, I told you earlier that, that she couldn't have our, my children because if she tried to get pregnant, if she got pregnant, that's going to be a death sentence. That'll kill her. It'll kill the baby, right? Really? So my wife has this conversation with me and she feels this urge. She's like, I feel like I need to get pregnant. I thought, you are crazy. What are you talking about? Why would you mess up a good thing? You know, you're, you've never been healthier. Um, I don't know how long you're going to not have lupus, whatever that means. So why would we do something like having a baby? And it was just, it was bad. Like, you know, the family started freaking out. Like you got to imagine her parents, her parents had to sit there and watch her go through two years of chemotherapy to try to put the lupus into some form of remission. You realize what they do is they, they think, all right, so the problem is with your immune system. So you know what? Let's just destroy your immune yeah. system so it can stop attacking you on the inside. But that makes you vulnerable to real threats, you know, yeah. like viruses and bacteria, stuff like that, infections. Yeah. 
but that's what she did. I mean, two years of chemotherapy, they went through that. So you got to imagine your, imagine your daughter going through something like that. And then now she's like, Hey, I want to have a baby, right? You just want to smack her in the head. So her mom freaks out. She's like, I'll have the baby. I said, no, you will not. <laughs> so I'm going to say that we had a long conversation about this and women have ways to convince men to have babies. And so after a long conversation on a red couch, she got pregnant. And <laughs> so now everybody's on high alert. You know, she has to, she goes to the, to the OB and the OB is like, oh, hell no. You are a walking dead woman. I'm, I am not going to work with you. And she's like, wait, 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 come on, come on. I need an OB. Like I might have, like, I might have a history of lupus, but I still, I need an OB. She's like, I'm not touching you unless you go to a high risk OB. And if the high risk OB says it's okay, then maybe I'll work with you. And so she goes, fine. So she, she sends her to this high risk specialist and the, the specialist that, you know, works with people that have lupus and these horrible rheumatic diseases. She looks at her blood work and she goes, you're, this is, you're the healthiest person who's ever walked in my office. You've got nothing. You have nothing that I have to even worry about. You have no disease. Get the hell out of my office. So Brooke goes back to her regular OB and says, hey, look, I got, a, I got this little piece of paper saying that I've been kicked out of the office. So I guess I'm okay. And so the OB reluctantly took her on. And nine months goes by and we have a perfectly healthy baby boy, Solomon. He's born. Brooke has a C-section because he was born butt first. You know, you can't deliver a baby like that. So you got to okay. pull him out. And, um, and that's on him. That's not on her. So <laughs> she has this C-section and she's like on her feet walking like the same day. And not only that, so she gained over 30 pounds to have this baby. She delivers Solomon. Solomon's only six pounds. And she, is a, she, she loses all of her baby weight that she gained. She loses that in like, nine days or 11 days, some crazy, yeah, it's like nine to 11 days. And she's like right back into fitting into her skinny jeans. Like what the hell is going on with your body? This is, a, this is insane. I have women that are training with me that have been working out for a year to try to lose the 20 pounds that they gain from having their first baby. And, and they're still having trouble with that. And then here you are, you know, you lose it and just like that. And so that's when we really started to pay attention. What we must have done something. Something's very different with her body. So that's when we hit the books. So Brooke and I hit the biology, the human biology books, and we started really studying nutrition. Not, not we didn't know anything about plant-based eating or inflammatory, anti-inflammatory eating. None of that. We just looked at what the hell did we do, and we realized something was a, something about our diet had a role in this. And so we started looking at the ingredients, everything that she ate, and what we realized after a year and a half is that we had accidentally created the most anti-inflammatory diet that you could ever put a person on. And lupus is an inflammatory disease. So we literally killed the inflammation and we, we did it in such a huge way that it reversed an irreversible disease. That's and awesome. that's when we realized we did something amazing. Brooke went on to have her second baby. It was flawless, just like the first one. Her pregnancy was flawless the disease never came back. There was no sign of the disease that came back. It was absolutely gone. Uh, you, a lupus patient cannot be in the sunlight because that will cause a flare-up. Brooke spends hours and hours and hours in direct sun, and she has been for years. One of our favorite vacations is cruises. It has not brought the disease back. So that's when we knew we had completely destroyed this disease. Another thing that happened was after about seven years of being lupus-free, disease-free, 
when, when this is the point when we really knew it was gone is her insurance premium, which was, which used to be close to a thousand dollars a month. Holy gotta imagine crap. any insurance wow. company oh my God. is going to be paying, going to be forcing a patient to pay a lot of money. If you've got lupus yeah. because lupus costs insurance companies 50 to a hundred grand a year. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be expensive. The insurance company said, eh, as far as we're concerned, you don't have the disease. So her insurance premium went from close to a thousand down to the same as mine, 120 bucks a month. Boom. That's when we really knew it was gone. When the insurance company says you don't have a disease, you don't have the disease. That's, that's amazing. And then, so what, so let's dig a little bit deeper on the types of foods that, that really had the high impact, you know, before when you were saying uh, flaxseed oil, I believe it was the Mayo clinic that had a flaxseed oil and cottage cheese. And then they did that to, to attach it to a protein. And, and that's like a cure for cancer. I mean, what, what kind of, um, what, what is the ultimate diet for someone who's looking to actually cure themselves for this disease? And if it cures diseases, then why wouldn't we implement that in our daily life so that we don't have the disease in the first place, right? Yes, a lot of really good questions there. And so let's, let, me, let me go ahead and answer them one by one. So the, the first part is you ask, what is the ideal diet to reverse disease? Well, mm -hmm. I'm fortunate enough to tell you that I know what that is because we've turned that into one of the most fulfilling businesses that I've ever created in my life. We've been able to save thousands of people with this information. We lay the whole diet out and in a book, we do it in classes and we give it away for free. So it's something that Brooke and I decided to do because we wanted to be able to share this with the public as a public service, as a gift to the world. Here's the protocol. We create a series of videos and information on how to, how to, how to do it and there are thousands alive today because of this information. And so we're really grateful for that. And so what we do is we teach people that we got to get rid of foods that are actually perpetuating your disease. And in some cases may have actually caused the disease in the first place. We got to get rid of all the foods that directly cause inflammation. So that's all animal products. They directly cause inflammation. So no matter how much of a fan you might be of like paleo or other meat-based diets, Unfortunately, the science proves over and over again that it causes inflammation the moment you eat this stuff. There's just no way around it. So you got to get rid of the animal products. So that's dairy, that's meat, that's fish, chicken. All those things create inflammation in the body. And so if you want to avoid inflammatory diseases, well, you got to stop putting the inflammation in your body. Okay, there's an inflammatory response. So you got to get rid of the meat, you got to get rid of the dairy, the chicken, fish, all that stuff. Second thing is you got to get rid of the processed foods. Processed foods are, are, are foods that once was a real food, and then they've been chopped down, dried up, uh, chemicals thrown into them, ingredients extracted out of them and refined into something else. And they're typically foods that are uh, put into boxes or bags. They can sit on shelves forever. There's chemicals in them a lot of times. Well, those, most of those foods, like uh, like pasta, um, breads, crackers, snack foods, those type of candy, those type of foods, those also cause inflammation in the body. So you can measure them. There's inflammatory markers that you can measure. And when you eat those foods, those markers go up. So you got to eliminate those. So the first part is you got to just stop 
creating the disease in your body. So get rid of the, the, the animal products, get rid of the processed foods. And then finally, you got to get rid of the animal-based and saturated fats. So animal-based and saturated fats. Mm -hmm. So when you eat those uh, types of fats, believe it or not, they create inflammation in the body. It creates a whole cascade of hormones in your body that lead to, not hormones, but a, a cascade of, of chemical reactions that lead to the production of inflammatory uh, compounds in your body. So you are raising inflammation levels when you eat those things. Uh, even plant-based saturated fats have a detrimental effect in the body. So like coconut oil, people eat that. I don't know why they eat that because it raises inflammation and we see tons of people with severe symptoms, uh, even though they're vegan, but they eat saturated fats from coconut oil, we get that out of their body and then suddenly the symptoms go away. So you got to get rid of the inflammation. What about so, coconuts themselves? So the actual coconuts, meat we've of We've never coconut. seen a problem with coconuts, okay. but you got to watch out for the refined oil. The coconut oil, not good. Coconuts, okay. we haven't seen it uh, hurt anybody. Coconut yeah. oil, we see it hurt people time and time again. Okay. All right. It's great for the skin, bad for your diet. Gotcha. Gotcha. And not all those three, you get rid of those things, then you're ready to start adding in the things that beat inflammation that are anti-inflammatory. So okay. the first thing is you got to highly nourish yourself and you can't get more bang for the buck in terms of nutrition than raw vegetables. You can't beat them. I mean, when I remember working with a guy who's a fat loss expert. This guy was the research scientist for some of the biggest supplement companies that are out there. And this guy was ripped. He's like in his late sixties, just full-time six pack. He was muscular, like, whoa, what's your deal? And he told me, he told me his background. He's a bio, he's a bio researcher and he formulates a lot of the most popular supplements that are out there. I said, wow, that's amazing. So I said, and he also has a lab that measures people's blood work. And then they tell you, and he tells you what you're deficient in and so on. And I say, so what is the biggest thing people are deficient in? And I, I thought it was going to be like protein or it was going to be like water. And he said, nope, it's actually minerals. People are the most mm -hmm. deficient in minerals. And I'm like, it hit me so hard. I'm like, oh my gosh, where do you get minerals? You get them from the foods that are in direct contact with the soil. Soil yeah. has the minerals and then that goes into the food. So what gets you the easiest, the most close contact to the soil? Well, that's the vegetables. Duh, grows out of the ground, right? So we're deficient mostly in minerals. And so I get the greatest results when I start loading people with tons and tons of raw vegetables. Next thing is we have to have a high amount of water. A lot of people are walking around mostly dehydrated. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they have it burn in their head that if you have 64 ounces of water, you're good. And the answer to that, well, I mean, the reality is that's not good. 64 ounces is what it takes to basically sustain basic function. But yeah. if you want to thrive, you got to kick that up to at least 96 ounces of water or more a day. So our clients, we have them on 96 to a gallon, 96 ounces to a gallon of water every single day. And they do yeah. so well. Their cells become nourished and so much more hydrated. And when it comes to healing, you got to realize it's all about metabolism. It's about all of your cells doing their jobs. And every single chemical reaction in your body happens via the medium of water. So by not having enough water in your body, you're literally slowing down all the processes that need to happen in your body. And then the last thing are omega-3s. So the omega-3s from flax seeds and chia seeds, those are 
the mega, those are the fats that you need more of in your body. And that was another thing that the, this bioscientist told me, he said, yeah, the most, I see people also deficient in omega-3s. And why that's important is because the omega-3 fatty acids, they become, they are the raw materials for the cell membranes of every cell in your body. So omega-3s, you got to think of it this way. He said, he said visually, omega-3s, when they make up more of the, the materials in the membranes in your cells, your cells become very fluid and they need to be because when they're made up of mostly omega-6s, they're very, very rigid. Now, why that's a problem is because your brain and different glands in your body are sending out chemical signals all the time to tell certain cells in your body to do their job. Well, they won't do their job if they don't get the signal. So if a cell is like really, really rigid, the way cells kind of communicate is with like a lock and key mechanism. So, you know, your body will send out a messenger, like a molecule that acts as a key. And it has to actually get inserted into the keyhole in a cell. And it's got to actually dock and fit. We call that docking. And then the cell does its job. Like, for example, people that struggle to lose body fat, well, they can only lose body fat if, they, if their cells, if their fat cells oxidize fat. But the fat cells need the signal to release the fatty acids if they don't get the signal. So oftentimes you've got these messenger chemicals, that, these molecules that are trying to tell the fat cells to release fat and they're bouncing right off of them because the fat cells are too damn rigid. They're not actually docking with the signals. So we need to make them more, more fluid and flexible. So imagine like, you know, you're like a blind guy trying to put a key into a keyhole, right? How many times do you have to stab it before it actually goes in? Well, imagine if the keyhole were flexible. And so when you hit the side of it, the key, the whole key start, the hole starts to bend and kind of like uh, funnel your key into the hole so that you can get it in. That's kind of what's going on when you supply your body with omega-3 fatty acids, you allow your cells to function way more optimally. So that's all of it in a nutshell. Stop eating things that create inflammation and start overeating things that kill inflammation. And that's how you get rid of inflammatory disease. And because even like small illnesses have some component of inflammation too, don't they? I mean, like that happens inside of our body, right? Most of, I mean, a lot of inflammation, I mean, sorry, a lot of illnesses can be chalked up to inflammation. You know, and we've, we've written uh, books about that, about all these different diseases that we destroy because they're caused by just systemic or too much inflammation. Like lupus is one of them, Sjogren's, scleroderma, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, MS in some cases, you know, you name it. There's so many different diseases that the root of it is inflammation. So it's no surprise that when we get rid of the inflammation, all the symptoms of the disease go away. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th I think it's interesting, you know, we, I, if I, if we wind back the clock 200 years ago and we go grocery shopping, it's like, it wouldn't have even been that hard to find healthy foods. You know, I mean, of course there was still the meats and everything like that, but now, you know, you try and navigate your way through a normal grocery store and it's phenomenal. It's like 95% crap that's not even food it's not even real well you ever so watch I those movies where the the setting is like in the medieval times <laughs> yeah. even the western times right way back in the 1700s 1800s 50 
what is everybody's dream back then? And when you're a peasant, like, what is your dream? Your dream is to own a big, large plot of land so you can grow your crops. That's like yeah. everybody's dream. Why? Why is that the dream? It's because it doesn't get easier than that. At that point, life was about literally survival. And so how do you survive? Well, you have to eat. That's it. It's all about eating. And nothing is more convenient than vegetables and fruits because you can just grow it. You don't have to kill it. You don't have to hunt it. It's just you put it in the ground, you let rainwater uh, fall on it, and then it just sprouts food for you. It doesn't get easier than that. It just happens to be the most ideal food for us too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have, a, I have a bunch of people that say to me, oh, you know, like I, I could do the organic thing, but I just don't want to spend the money on it, man. Cause, and, and I actually have a philosophy that it, you can't afford to not spend money on having good, clean foods. Because, I mean, the people that usually say, hey, I don't want to spend money on organic food, they spend money on medical uh, prescriptions and things like this anyway. And then they and financially end up spending more money on their medical conditions than what they would on actually good health. What would you say to someone who's still stuck on the whole, I can't like, you know, can't wrap my head around needing to do the organic thing? Well, I would say you probably haven't done the math. Um, And let's talk about organic really fast. So Brooke was able to fully reverse an irreversible disease, not eating organic produce. Mm -hmm. So we do everything based on results and not theories. So if we've been able to reverse lupus with non-organic produce, what that tells me is we don't need organic produce to be able to reverse disease. And if we don't need organic produce to reverse disease, like to completely bring back someone who's got a death wish into optimal territory, well, then maybe non-organic is not nearly as bad as we fear or think. So it's not really about organic. Now, we personally, we buy organic just because we have the pleasure. And I just don't like the idea of having pesticides. And I have the financial freedom to be able to buy those. So you don't have to do it. It's not a necessity. We've been able to do amazing without organic foods. So that's good. When you compare, though, a pesticide-ridden bag of spinach or kale to an organic uh, hunk of beef, the kale is gonna beat the beef and run circles around it all day long from a nutritional density standpoint, right? It can't mm-hmm. even hold a flame to it. So, yeah. so let's, let's make sure that we're, we're concerned about things that are worth being concerned about. So it doesn't have to be organic. It can be non-organic. And the beauty is, shoot, non-organic food is so cheap. You buy the stuff in bulk, you get the family packs, get your membership to Costco or Sam's Club and, and, you, and just buy in bulk. Buy when things are in season because that's when it's the cheapest. My parents, my parents are huge bargain hunters. They've figured out a whole system to buy produce at the 99 cents store. They figure out like when... You know, they make friends with the managers. The managers reveal to them when the produce trucks arrive. And so my parents are always there the day that the produce trucks arrive. And they always get the best veggies and fruits. And they only spend a dollar for like pounds of this stuff. So you yeah. could do this very, very cheaply. It's certainly cheaper than meat because what's, uh, what's the average price per pound of meat these days? I mean, isn't it like five, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't buy meat, so I wouldn't have a clue. I know. Yeah, I would know. I think, I think it works out. And then from a nutritional standpoint, well, unfortunately, you can't live off of meat alone. You'll, you'll die. <laughs> You're missing some very crucial and essential ingredients from, uh, that, that you can't get from meat. But you can live off of vegetables and fruit forever. 
I mean, yeah. that's, we've kind of proven that by being vegan. <laughs> we've well, not dead yet. In fact, we're thriving and reversing diseases. So it's beautiful that I think it's actually cheaper and it's far more nutritious uh, by switching into a, a high raw food vegan diet. Yeah. And, and raw foods, especially because of the high vibrational energy that they actually give to our body, right? Because if we start cooking them and do different things to them, then we're just sort of taking away a little bit of the nutritional value and like the energy that we're going to get out of it, right? I think so. I think so. I, you know, the, the going the raw part of it, uh, just it actually started from seeing way better results in my clients that who are trying to lose body fat is for some reason, they were just getting ripped and stronger way faster when they were eating raw vegetables versus cooked vegetables, even though it was the same amount and like the calories worked out and all that stuff. It, it, it was, I couldn't argue the results. It's just the people that did it raw, like just ran circles around the people that didn't. So I thought, well, okay, well, there you go. Raw must be better. And when we do a little research on it, like it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, you take any nutrient and you heat it up to a few hundred degrees, it's probably going to be dead after a few yeah. minutes, right? Yeah. I, I think about the function of food. Uh, I kind of compare that like, well, you know, um, people say, well, what if it's just lightly steamed? I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you put your hand in a pan with some water and lightly steam your hand for five minutes and tell me how well it works. I mean, yeah. it, it seems to me like it just makes perfect sense that you're probably going to get a higher quality and level of nutrients by just keeping the food exactly the way it is rather than heating it up to a temperature that would render your hand useless if you did the same thing to yourself. That's a good explanation, kind of common sense. And so I love the trainings that you do. This free training, what is that called? Which one? Are the, you talking the, about how to reverse disease? Oh yeah. Yes. 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 So we have a, we have a famous, famous set of classes that we do. It's called the six steps to reversing disease with supermarket foods. Perfect. Perfect. Six steps to reversing disease with supermarket foods. And I went over those steps, by the way. So it's the first three were the first, the, the, the three things that you have to avoid eating. And then the last three steps were what to eat in order to reverse the disease. Awesome. And, and so I'm going to have every, uh, every, every two too. months, we, we open that up for free. Uh, usually people pay 47 bucks to get those classes. And every two months we open them up for free for a week. So anybody, anybody, can uh, can get those classes and it's also the same information that we put in our best-selling book goodbye lupus which has the whole protocol laid out so if uh, if someone is in such dire financial straits that they can't even afford the book no problem just hang on for a couple more weeks and then they can watch the classes uh for free which is based off of the book same information that's beautiful that's beautiful and you i mean you're just pumping out lots of content there and just like totally changing lives. I know you also wrote a book, uh, Miracle Metabolism. Do you want to share that one with us? Yeah. Miracle Metabolism is the companion to Goodbye Lupus. So it's the whole book on how I got people ripped, including my wife, but did it in the way that turned out to be a miracle cure for autoimmune disease. So I, I dive a little bit into the story of uh, what, how it uh, reversed Brooks lupus. And uh, the full book on that is called Goodbye Lupus. I, I spent a chapter talking about miracle metabolism because it's important mm -hmm. that we have the context. But 
uh, I show people how to use the same nutrition strategy that helped reverse a disease to maximize fat loss. Because when you put someone on the same diet that we use to reverse autoimmune disease and you combine that with huge amounts of fat loss exercise, holy crap, the results are insane. People triple or quadruple the speed of fat loss uh, when they combine those two together. And then I also show people how to change up their diet so that their body and biology supports muscle building faster. So I teach people how to build muscle on it. I go through a famous experiment that I did where I built more muscle in four weeks than I had ever built in years of wow. training and trying to put muscle on eating uh, hundreds and hundreds of grams of meat protein. I was able to show people how to build the same amount of muscle in a fraction of the time eating uh, half of the protein, but from plants instead. And then I teach people how to turn this into more of a maintenance lifestyle. So it's easy to have a, a nice fit, strong body with as little effort and energy possible. That's perfect. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and, and is it because of miracle metabolism that you ended up on the cover of Vegan Fitness Magazine? I believe you ended up on the cover twice, yeah? I did. I did. I can't even. I've been in that magazine more than once. I know I was on the front cover twice. Brooke's been on the front cover at least three times, and we've that been featured so awesome. in articles within it many, many times. So that was that all came about when I first went vegan and I finally had success building a body on a vegan diet, like really putting on muscle and building strength and getting ripped. It took me a while to learn how to do that because the rules on how to do that nutritionally on a vegan diet is a, lot, a little different than um, when you're eating meat. Mm -hmm. you, you actually have to go and work out more often because you can. See, when you're on meat and you're increasing inflammation, it actually, uh, it's, you have to spend more time resting in between workouts. But once you get rid of all the inflammatory food, you can actually work out about two to three times more often, uh, just as hard because you recover really? so much faster. Yeah, it's pretty insane. And that explains why we're able to build muscles so quickly doing that. So does that anyway. mean that we can uh, work the same muscle group in a shorter period? Because yeah, so for example, like 48 hours. Yeah, it used to be such that like the most I could really work out any particular muscle group super hard was maybe once a week. Like if it was a hard leg day, I wouldn't be able to touch those legs for another week. However, if I, when, I, when I was on my vegan diet, um, doing the vegan muscle building thing, I could hit legs with twice as many sets and volume, like every two to three days. It was, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how am I, I've never been able to do that. Awesome. And getting in all those reps and sets converted into massive gains in a super short period of time. I was setting personal records every single time I walked in the gym. I've never been able to do that in the years that I was a professional trainer uh, eating meat. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. But so what, what were we talking? So your question, back to your question though, it was miracle metabolism. Mm -hmm. uh, how, oh, did that get me on the covers of now? So uh, the, the answer is actually no. <laughs> I got on the covers because I used my business skills to turn my journey into successfully finally being able to build muscle into a new business. I started uh, a new business helping vegans or anybody who's interested in a vegan diet build muscle and lose body fat. And so I started creating these programs and along that, along those lines, 
I, uh, one, of the, one of the key things that I did to generate leads was I started a podcast. And at the time, it was called the Vegan Body Revolution Show. So suddenly, like you, I became the press. And so when Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine came about, I made a relationship with them right away. I said, hey, I want to feature you on my podcast. And I'd love to be able to interview all the people that you put in your magazine um, on my podcast and mention that they're, they were featured in your magazine, so on and so forth. So that relationship is what got me on the cover. Now, of course, I had to have a body. I had to have a good story to tell. But, you know, I learned how to do all those things. So I wrote articles for them. And eventually that led to us being on the cover a couple of times. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, so, you know, you're talking about working out, you're talking about eating healthy and how this benefits our life. On the flip side of that, what are you doing to recover? Are you like, do you like do yoga? Um, are you stretching a ton? Um, what, what are you doing? I don't, I feel like a bad vegan because I don't, I don't do yoga. <laughs> I think I might be, Brooke and I might be the only two vegans on the planet that do not do yoga. <laughs> I, I just, I, uh, you know, I did, uh, the only times I've ever done yoga was actually in our, uh, our courses that we took. Yeah. <laughs> like, we yeah. did yoga there because they made everybody do it. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. And I never did it again after that. I, I don't, I don't, what I do to recover is simply my diet. It's, it's just, you know, I, I don't eat uh, a high amount of inflammatory foods. So I just, recover quickly without doing anything. So beautiful. I don't That's have to awesome. do yoga. Uh, I know a lot of people do yoga also to relieve stress. Um, I don't have a very stressful life. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I live a very, very um, comfortable and luxurious lifestyle. So I, I don't have a lot of stress in my life. I've got so many things that are constantly going well for me. So it's, it's hard to be sad. It's very, very difficult for me to be sad. So for those reasons, I don't do yoga. Beautiful. And I mean, you're performing at your A game. Like every time I see you, you're always crushing it and taking names and providing massive value. And I love that about you. Do you have any daily rituals that like really keep you online? Can you share those with us? I don't. It's so don't. funny. I get asked this a lot because, and it's so funny because when I, I watch interviews of other really, really successful people and they all have these really cool rituals, you know, like I get up, like uh, um, the last guy that I loved watching. Um, he's a great friend of mine and he's a multimillionaire himself. His name is Sam Bakhtiar. He's the founder of the camp Boot Camp. He's just an amazing individual. And Sam, I he would always inspire the hell out of me because he'd get up, I knew him personally, I'd watch him do this, he'd get up at 3.30 in the morning and he would start his, like, his workout, his visualization, his meditation and just like me time. And like by, before seven o'clock in the morning, he'd like already had this massive start to the day and he's like gotten all this stuff done. I'm like, wow, that's insane, right? And I do none of that. <laughs> I get up, uh, right now we've got school. So I get up at seven, 7.30 in the morning and I'm basically a slave to my children. I get up and I make them their smoothies in the morning. And I, and I, and I sit there and I force them to drink it, no matter how much they complain. I'm just like a, a grumpy ass pissed off dad because I'm like, I don't want to be up this early, but I'm up because of you. And the, the least you could do is be grateful, God damn it. You know, I made this <laughs> nutritious meal for you that's going to keep you healthy and strong. <laughs> and then I make coffee for my wife. Um, we have this awesome like coffee machine, this Jura coffee machine. It's like, you know, this $2,000 coffee machine. I make this wow. 
beautiful, perfectly made cappuccino, vegan cappuccino, this almond milk, this thick foam, and this like really nice Italian coffee and just stirred to perfection. And I, I, I do that. <laughs> Does it give you a foot? Does that machine give you a foot rub as well? I mean, two thousand dollars—that's like a legit machine. To no, it it doesn't, and it's pretty high maintenance too. You would expect. I mean, maybe that's what you would expect out of a two thousand dollar machine. I don't know. It's got things that are expensive are high maintenance. I think, but no, it doesn't. My I don't have a routine, and in the summertime, I just sleep. I sleep until I feel like waking up, or until you know the kids start screaming. One of the other. I don't have any rituals or routines. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I just, I just wake up and I just start doing my thing. But that's not how it was when I was building my business. So back when I was poor though, I was in a totally different mode. Mm -hmm. The first thing to realize is that I had a boot camp business. So automatically I was already up at five o'clock in the morning. So I would get up, I would train clients. So right out of the gate, I'm like in my zone. I'm like, giving, I'm serving, I'm being inspired, I'm finding inspiration, which came from my gratitude. And I'm pouring that into my clients and students. So after training two classes in the morning, that you could say is my ritual, because if for everybody else who doesn't have their own boot camp business, in order to create that, you would have to work out yourself, you would have to meditate with your eyes closed, you would have to say affirmations. So my own boot camp facilitated a way of having a really productive ritual for me that, uh, that helped me in the morning. Because by the time I was done training people, which was like nine o'clock in the morning, well, I'm pumped. I mean, I had physical activity. Um, I served, I had to come be in a place of gratitude in my heart. And I kind of had a ritual, but it was kind of by circumstance, not by any deliberate effort. And now that I'm financially free, it's not like I, I, I feel like I even need it anymore. So I don't. I'm a lazy slob when I get up in the morning. Beautiful. But you, your body knows when it needs to get up and you get up and that feels beautiful. And you have the luxury to be able to do that. So that's great. And I know you live a cool life, man. You really do live a cool life. I mean, you're locked down right now, but usually you're traveling all over the world and you're doing really cool things. How would you explain what the ultimate freedom lifestyle is to you? Oh man. Okay. So right now, lately, I've actually been in a bit of a depression <laughs> because so when you, when you reference like the, the cool life that I was living before, it's because you'd see pictures of me at the airport and I'm flying to a new cool city and I'm always in front of a big audience and stuff. I live for that. Like mm -hmm. teaching is in my soul and my heart and mm -hmm. doing through all these courses helped me discover that. I love teaching and the energy and helping people and just inspiring people so much. So for me, going to a new city and getting in, on stage in front of a few hundred people, that was my high and that was keeping me high. And so I didn't realize how much I needed that until I wasn't able to do that anymore. So wow. over the past several months since well, last seminar that I trained was uh, December of 2019. So where are we now? It's August. Yeah. Past eight months, I haven't been able to travel or, or do that. And I have found myself really struggling to, to, to do, to, to be, um, I don't know, <laughs> to find something fun to do. I am yeah. so bored all day long. Like I'm so bored. It's gotten to the point where I just decided to um, create a private Facebook business group. And I started just 
out of boredom, started creating uh, trainings for free just to teach people how to kill it in business, how to invest money and make money and, and just started randomly teaching because <laughs> I needed to do it. So I'm finding right now it's a hard, it's, it's actually a hard thing. Um, I think it's being able to live a really fun, cool lifestyle actually takes effort because lately sitting around watching whatever movie I want playing. I mean, I got into video games. I never played video games before <laughs> and I would play video games and I would feel like a piece of crap afterwards. I don't know why I just yeah. feel like empty inside. I'm like this, this sucks. Whatever this is, I don't like it. And I, I remember I was so bored. I decided um, I have a whole bunch of extra money. So I decided to buy a really cool, another exotic car. All right. I have an Aston Martin and I was so bored. I bought another Aston Martin. And so I thought maybe that'll make me happy because driving around in a really cool car. It didn't. I was, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. This really blows. And um, you're drawing, you're drawing energy from providing massive value to people. And when you're talking about these seminars that you're doing, I mean, you're up on the stage for like, you know, one, two, three, four, five days, even, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. From it, out, uh, like, it would start at nine o'clock and I would end at around nine or 10 o'clock. So it's a solid 12 hours, nonstop in everybody's yeah. face just for days. And it's like thrilling. I could do, oh my gosh, it's like the best feeling in the world. And yet here I am, you know, in a beautiful house in my pool every single day, driving these like, you know, these amazing, amazing exotic cars and like, and I'm bored and, and watching any movie that I want whenever I want, but I'm, I'm like dying inside. It, it, uh, it's, it's terrible. So when you say being able to do cool things, I think it's gotta be in the context of doing and living my purpose. Because when I'm teaching, I'm living my purpose. And oh my gosh, I am the happiest person in the world. I am like on cloud nine. Yeah. And when um, my, my wife is a, a psychiatrist. Um, and so she explains to me, she's like, you know, when you're on stage like that, you realize that's like the equivalent of getting high on an illegal drug. Like yeah. it's, that, it, it's that much of a rush. Stimulation, yeah. And when just like with a drug, when you take it away, you'll go through withdrawal. And sometimes that can turn into depression or you can start exhibiting symptoms of depression. And that's, that's what I'm feeling right now. So the cool things that I was doing were things that allowed me to really live my purpose, which was to teach and to change lives, like to get that energy back and forth, to be able to speak in front of uh, crowds and audiences and move them. Yeah. That's amazing, man. And I'm looking forward for it to all get back to the point where we can do these things again. I, I hope that for you and I hope that for everybody because there's people out there right now that don't have the opportunity to sit in those seats and have the experience that you and I have had uh, for our lives to be changed. And, and I really love that you're out there doing Well, you know that. what, Bryce? So what I, what I had to kind of, so I, this, is, this is my new, I think this is my new little thing that I'm learning uh, right now is, uh, so I had the luxury of just, constantly being able to fly somewhere new every two weeks. Uh, the success resources were sending me all over the place and I was just training and training and training. And so it was just great. It was just part of my schedule and I didn't think anything of it. But now that it's gone and I'm feeling and observing my own feelings of just feeling depressed and sad and bored out of my mind, um, it made me realize I can't wait for COVID to suddenly be gone for me to be able to get that fulfillment. I need to seek other ways to get that same feeling. So that's yeah. where 
starting a group. I mean, it's me. I started from nothing and it's uh, in a short period of time, it grew to a few hundred people. I haven't even like done any advertising or anything, but it's people that want to learn from me. And then I'm doing these trainings and that's actually given me a lot of the fulfillment that I get when I'm on stage. I have people reaching out to me to, uh, to coach them one-on-one. And, you know, previously, like when I was training, um, on stage, I didn't have the time to do that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm running five businesses and I'm, yeah. um, and I'm on a jet, uh, somewhere to a different city every other week. I can't, I can't train anybody one-on-one, but now I can, I've got yeah. the time to do it. And lately, uh, coaching people on how to make money in the stock market has been the greatest joy for me. Like I can't wait to do my next session with somebody. The only downside is it's so damn short because I can teach you how to be a pro trader in like three days. So that's, that's the only downside. It's like, it's over so quickly, but oh, I get the same rush, a very similar rush from it because it's just seeing the dots connect on the person and them going, oh my God, I can see my entire future now, how this is gonna build my wealth. When they see that, it's like, yes! Because I'm reliving, I'm reliving that moment vicariously through their eyes and yeah. through their heart. I can feel it. Oh, it's, it's the best. But what I'm learning is in any situation, as soon as you can identify what that, what that it thing is for you. And you got to figure out a way to constantly get it. You have to figure out how to constantly get that, whatever that is that, that gives you that rush. Um, Cause that's, it's, it's what I'm learning how to do right now. Cause I know when I don't get it and life can literally be perfect for me, perfect. And, and still I'm dying inside. Yeah. If I don't have, if I don't get to live and serve or be, you know, have that thing for me, it's, you know, teaching people or uh, yeah. being able to make a difference in people's lives. And perfect from the cultural perspective of, of what perfect is too. Right. Well, you know, I'm safe. Um, I, I have tons of abundance. Uh, I yeah. never have to worry about money issues ever. You know, uh, you know, I have, oh my gosh, I have so much love in my house. house. Mm-hmm. I have two beautiful kids. I have an absolutely a loving wife that I just admire and dote over every single day. You know, I've just, I've got, I've got all of it. I've got it all. Yeah. But even despite all of that, I can still feel absolutely depressed and sad because what I'm missing is the, uh, the part of me that needs to be expressed, which is the, my, my purpose, my, my teaching. So I'm learning other ways to do that using technology. And, and you and I both know that regardless of what happens, you are going to keep that energy going and you're going to keep that energy flowing. And so for all of our listeners right now, how, would, how do people keep the conversation going with you so they can find out about all of these amazing trainings and everything that you're up to? Yeah, of course, of course. And you know what's so funny? It's when, when, you, when you describe it like that, keeping the energy going, um, it, it almost implies like I have to put effort into wanting to do that but it's actually the other way around it, it's it's like i am um, i am so anxious that like i have to do it that like when i teach like it sounds bizarre when i think about it right now but to create business trainings on powerpoint record them and make them available for people it it's like a horrible itch and the creating of the training or coaching people, that is like the act of scratching that terrible itch that I can't seem to get. And so I get a massive amount of relief when I get to do that. 
So it's something that uh, it's, it's not, I'm not creating energy. It's like, it's a pain that I need to relieve. And by doing those things, by teaching relieves that pain. I want you to be pain-free, Thomas. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I'm working on it. And you know what? It's been going, it's been great. And in fact, just doing an interview like this, this, this scratches that is itch Bryce. So how do they find out about me? Well, there's a couple ways. Uh, I'm, I do most of my, my business trainings on Facebook and within okay. Facebook. So yep. if you just look me up in my personal profile, you just go to Tom, look for Thomas Tadlock. In fact, you can just go to facebook.com slash Thomas Tadlock. You'll find me. Um, I'm, oftentimes I'm maxed out on friends, but it doesn't matter. I've made all of my, my posts visible. And then what you do is you just look for my private group. And it's, uh, it's, not, a, it's not a secret group. It's just it's an easily uh, findable group. It's called Learn From Thomas. And feel free to join it. It's totally free. The other way you can connect with me is just go to thomastadlock.com. And you'll find my, my little personal website there. And it gets you connected to all of my brands. And you can opt in for uh, emails concerning trainings and such. So Facebook would be great. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook. That's the easiest way. If you can't pull it off that way, then go to thomastadlock.com. Beautiful. And for everyone watching and listening right now, all of these links are going to be in the show notes as well. And uh, a couple more questions, because I'm curious about this one. If you were, had the ability to dial back the clock and speak to your 20-year-old self and give yourself the biggest piece of advice that you could give, what would you say? I think about that all the time. So I just turned 44 the other day. And I... I I look back and I think, gosh, if I had just learned what I started learning to get on this journey when I was 24, rather than wait until I was in my late thirties to do it, I would have yeah. been here so much earlier and to be where I am today, right? Financially free, multimillionaire. I've got beautiful houses, beautiful cars. I've got a loving wife. It's all that. If I could have had all of this 10, 15 years later or earlier, oh my gosh, that would yeah. be amazing. I'd love to be living this lifestyle right now in like a 30-year-old body. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you? So I, I just, I wish I could turn back time and, uh, and just have started this a lot sooner. Yeah. But, you know, some of us, we didn't know. We didn't know until we knew. And then um, that's why we have podcasts like this so people can actually understand and find out these things and get their lives intercepted. And for all of our listeners and watchers right now, our freedom hackers that are out there looking to achieve financial freedom, time freedom, and location freedom, what would be the biggest takeaway that you could leave them with on their path to freedom? I think about my path all the time and when I, when I relive what it was like in my mind, there were so many times that I just wanted to quit. I just wanted to give up because it was so hard. In the beginning, when I was learning how to start a business, you know, it's kind of like watching a newborn giraffe just get born. Like you watch their legs all wobble. They fall down every five seconds. It's like, oh my gosh, they're covered in like crap. That's kind of what I felt like when I was learning how to build a business and then trying because it was just not happening 
I, I wasn't understanding marketing. I was understanding. It was just, and the time that it took because I was trying to build a business while also make money and, and survive. It was so hard. And I was also trying to be a father. It was so hard. I just wanted to give up. And the one thing I'm so happy I did was I didn't give up. I am so happy that I just kept pushing. Yeah. I kept pushing. Because I look back at it, it's like the progress is not a linear path. It's just, it's like, you learn, it's like I learned something new and then I'm trying to implement it. And then it feels like I actually regress. Like I'm not, yeah. I, like, I, like I feel like confident after I learned something and then I try to implement it, realize I'm screwing it all up or messing it up. I'm realizing oh, maybe I didn't learn it as well, but, but I just keep pressing and pressing. And I eventually, if I, if I just didn't stop, I'll eventually nail it, whatever that thing is. So it could be marketing, it could be sales, it could be creating the right business, it could be investing. If I just keep at it, following the rules, listening to my mentors, bugging the crap out of everybody who was teaching me this stuff and, and being relentless about it. If I just keep doing that, I'm eventually going to get it. And you have to get to the point where you nail it. You can't stop. You got to keep at it. And if you do, then becoming successful is inevitable. It's yeah. guaranteed to happen. You just can't stop. So that's the takeaway. I didn't stop. That's beautiful. And now life for you is, is so much easier, you know? Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's, amazing. It's, it is so much easier. Oh, my gosh. Yep. It's too easy. It's so easy that I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's bored. So I got to invent stuff to make it less easy. There you go. That's, a, that's the problems of people who are living a passionate life. <laughs> Okay. So amazing. Can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. I mean, you just always pouring your heart out, pouring your heart out, living on your A game, doing things for the right reasons. And I really love it, man. It's always an inspiration to connect with you. And thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's a pleasure, Bryce. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for helping me scratch my itch. <laughs> Absolutely. And for all of you listening, uh, this is Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And until next week, live large, live free.